three of our series, Flirting with Disaster. And, and I, I'm really enjoying this series, not for the fact that, you know, I get to sing songs that I had in high school. Uh, yeah, for some of you, like, you were in high school when that came out? Yeah, I was in high school when that came out. But the reality is that sin's all around us. Every place we go, there is sin around us. Now, back in week one, we looked at, you know, the Satan. Satan's like a lion. He's, he's looking to devour each one of us. And, and as Christ followers, you know, he's waiting for us to take that bait. He's dangling it in front of us and just waiting for us to grab it. And, and then last week, we kind of looked at envy and greed. And, and even though we may say, hey, you know, I don't fall into that. We all do. You know, we, we start looking at what someone else has, and we start, man, I wish I had that. And, and then that I wish I had that turns into I'm going to go get that, whatever it takes. You know, even if it takes beg, borrowing, and stealing, I'm going to go get it. And if I got to steal it from my neighbor, you know, that greed comes in where you just got to have it. And now this week we're going to look at, at something a little different, um, I think it's something that, unfortunately, when, when I say what it is, you're going to be, that ain't me. Oh, I don't suck. No, pastor, that ain't me. I can check out for this service. But I guarantee it's something that all of us have either dealt with in the past or we deal with it now. We just don't really say it that way. Oh, pastor, you just don't understand. I work hard. I'm not a sluggard. I'm not a sloth. Pastor, I am not lazy. Right? Oh, I'm not lazy. Mm-mm. Not me. No. I, I'm going to say, there are times in my life when I can be lazy. I'm the first one to tell you, there are times in my life when I can be lazy. Now, most of you probably look and be like, no, nah, Pastor, I can't believe that. Yeah, it's true. I can be lazy. Let me have a day off. You know, I say, let me have a day off because I don't know what a day off is. But, but when I actually take a day off, you know, we're supposed to take a Sabbath. We're supposed to take that day of rest. Well, well my normal day of rest is painting or pulling carpet or doing something. You know, that's a restful day because it's not my regular job. So it is kind of fun. But there's times even I can be lazy. And I think one place that all of us may get a little lazy is when it comes to doing what God called us to do. We're all called to tell people about Jesus, right? Do we all do it? No. Why? Oh, well, someone else can do it. I don't feel comfortable talking to people about Jesus. We come up with excuses of why we can't do it or, or reasons we can't do it, which is the same thing that lazy people do. So we can all to be ultimately become lazy ourselves, um, even though we don't think of it that way. You know, and I think as all of us, we all know some people who are just overachievers. Y'all know them people at work, right? Them people at work who are just going 110 miles an hour, and you're like, man, can you like slow down? You're making me look bad. They, they got all this energy. They're, they're just going wide open all the time, and you're like, Man, you're just driving me crazy, and they got all this energy, they got all this joy, and they give their best to every single detail of a job. Is there anyone in here like that? Thank you. I knew I was going to at least get one or two people to raise their hand. 
But you know what? Isn't that what we're called to do as Christ followers? We're called to work that way. We're called to be above and beyond what other people are. Um, but then you got those other people who, you know, come into work, kind of hit the time clock, or log in on the computer, and their workstation's like right here, and it takes them 10 minutes to get from here to here. You know them people, right? Oh, yeah, I know. We all know them people. Oh, I got to go over here and talk to this person, or I got to get my coffee, and oh, there's no coffee made, now I got to make coffee, and, and they take forever to get to work, and, and then when they actually do their work, they really don't do their work, they're kind of there maybe on social media, or doing something else, you know, texting, or whatever it may be, making TikTok videos, and then you're like, man, I, I got all this work to do, and they're getting paid the same thing I'm getting paid. So then what happens? Well, why should I work that hard? So then what do you do? You become lazy? Err. Er, exactly. So we, we start getting lazy. We, this laziness comes into our own life. And, and, you know, and I understand a lot of people are going to be like, Pastor, work is just a curse. You don't know my job. It's a curse. Well, the reality is work is not a curse. Work is not a bad thing. Actually, work is something that's given to us by God, and it is a gift from God to us. Even though you may not feel like it when you're at work, and for, for the young people in the house where mom and dad say you need to go get a J-O-B, it's not a curse from your parents. It's about having a work ethic. Go ahead, just look at them. Mm-hmm. Listen to the pastor now. That's right. It's not a curse. It's something that each one of us has to do in life. And as you're going to see today, it even says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Now think about that. Hey, my kids, guess what? You got a J-O-B. You got chores to do. If you don't do your chores, you ain't getting none of this dinner. You better get some work done because the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So parents, take that home. Hit your kids with it. You ain't working, you ain't eating. Mm -hmm. I got some kids looking at me like, Pastor, you need to stop. You need to, though, I got to eat, Pastor. I, I don't want to do work. I don't want to cut the grass or do all this stuff. Yeah, y'all need to. If you don't work, you don't eat. But for us who are adults, it's the same way. If you don't work, you don't eat. And working is not just showing up and punching the time clock. Working, we should do with a lot of energy. We should be the one that people look at and be saying, man, what is your problem? Because we shouldn't be lazy people as Christians. But unfortunately, we do fall into that trap. And the whole big idea today is this. Laziness isn't always being unwilling to work. Realize that laziness isn't always being unwilling to work. Laziness can also be failing to work when it really matters, which breeds sins like lust, greed, and envy. And I think we all need to understand this. Lazy people can be lazy. We all know that, right? Lazy people can be lazy. But the other part is busy people can be lazy also. And laziness is actually a heart problem. It's not a work problem. It's actually a problem with the heart. It's not a problem with, with the work or anything like that. It comes back to the person's heart. And, and today we're actually going to look at 
what the Apostle Paul, when he actually talked about people being lazy inside the church. Wait a minute, Pastor, you mean people were lazy inside the church? Mm-hmm. They were. So if you got your Bible, we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one in the back of the pew. Uh, but as always, it will be up here on the screen. So with that being said, let's dig in. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 through 15. Now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from every brother or sister who is idle and does not live according to the tradition received from us. For you yourselves know how you should imitate us. We were not idle among you. We did not eat anyone's food free of charge. Instead, we labored and toiled, working night and day, so that we would not be a burden on any of you. It is not that we don't have the right to support, but we did it to make ourselves an example to you so that you would imitate us. In fact, when we were with you, this is what we commanded you. If anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat. For we hear that there are some among you who are idle. They are not busy, but busy bodies. Now we command and exhort such people by the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and provide for themselves. But as for you, brothers and sisters, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey our instructions in this letter, take note of that person. Don't associate with him so that he may be ashamed, yet don't consider him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Them are some strong words, right? So wait a minute, Pastor, you're telling me that if I know someone's lazy, I can ignore them? Mm-hmm. That's what Paul said, right? Now, remember, they're still your brother and sister in Christ, so then what do you got to do? You got to go tell them about it, right? right. You got to go tell them, yo, you're lazy. Yo, you are lazy. But, Pastor, that's judging people. That's okay. It's a fellow Christian. You can do that. Don't, don't think, oh, I can't judge people. We're always told if we see a brother or sister in Christ doing what they shouldn't be doing, what are we supposed to do? Bring it to them. We're supposed to talk to them about it. So guess what? That ain't judging so if another Christian comes to you and tells you that you're lazy, don't hit them with only God can judge me. Because guess what? They can too. And it's about getting you back right with the Lord Jesus Christ and getting back on page with what you should be doing. But I like that don't judge me thing. Man, don't be judging on me. Mm -mm. Okay. I'll be more than happy to. We can have a line. We'll, we'll have fun doing it. So anyways. <laughs> wow, that was a sidebar. Uh, we need to understand laziness, laziness is, is landmine. You know, it's just waiting for us to, to step on it. It can really ruin your life. It, it can really ruin our lives. And unfortunately, laziness being a landmine, you generally don't see it. You, you may not see it. It's just under the surface. And, and I think all of us have that just under the surface where we can be lazy. And, and all of a sudden, we just, it hits that point, we stepped on it. And now it's chaos. Now everything's going crazy and, and our life isn't going the way we should do it. And, you know, we need to be diligent on what we're doing. And, 
and realize that what we're doing, we're doing for the Lord. We've all been called to do something. So we really need to watch for those landmines in our own life. In other words, flirting with disaster, flirting with sin, because it can get you at any time. And we can all, unfortunately, fall into it. And, and here we see the Apostle Paul. He, he's basically, what happened is there's some people in the church in Thessalonica that are refusing to work. And, and it's kind of weird because the situation is they're not working because they're waiting on the imminent return of Jesus. Jesus said he's coming back. He's coming back anytime. Why do I need to work? Now, don't anyone in here say, I know Jesus is coming back. It's getting closer. Look at the times. I don't need to work because maybe tomorrow Jesus is coming back. That's Yeah, maybe. That's exactly what was happening here. So people were refusing to work, and they were expecting the church to take care of their needs. They were expecting, well, Jesus is coming back. It could be any time. Why should I work? I just need to sit here and wait on Jesus. Okay, does anyone just want to sit and wait on Jesus? We all want to wait on him, but we got work to do in the meantime, right? So, so these were believers that were actually sitting back. They weren't working, and they were actually becoming a burden on the church itself. So the Apostle Paul wrote this, and he even gave them instructions. If anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat. For we hear that there are some among you who are idle. They are not busy, but busy bodies. They weren't contributing anything to the church except dissension and everything else. They, they weren't really participating in church. They were being a burden on the church. And, and now we're looking at, hey, this was a church in Thessal wow, Thessalonica. But the reality is that still happens in church today. So all these years ago, it was happening in church. We still see it in church today. But you know where we really see this? We see it in the world. You, you see that laziness in the world today, and unfortunately, it does bleed into the church. Um, too many people looking for a handout. That's exactly what these people were doing here that the Apostle Paul looking at. They, they wanted someone to hand it out to them. Oh, just give me my share. Give, give me, I deserve this, but if you're not working, why do you deserve it? And they just felt, well, you're giving to these people who are in need, so if they can get it, why can't I get it? And, and unfortunately, that you know, they, when, when people start doing that, it does turn into that lust. You start lusting over what someone else may be getting that you're not getting, and then it becomes this envy and this greed. Well, if they're getting it, I got to get it, and it just gets worse and worse as time goes on. And, and you see that a lot in society today. But unfortunately, like I said, you still see it inside the church. Um, every child of God, we need to realize that we're called for a purpose. We're, we're called to do something. We're, we're called to do everything that we do with excellence. We're supposed to do everything we do above reproach. People should look at our worth ethic and say, man, what's different about you? And then we give them that whole line, I'm working for the Lord, not for you, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. They kind of look at you crazy, but then you're able to actually have those conversations with them. But then, unfortunately, we, we see people, well, my coworker ain't doing nothing, and they're getting paid more than I do, then why should I do more? 
And then we get lazy, we start to act like the world acts, and, and then we start assuming that we deserve something, and then we get fired, and then we can't believe that we actually got fired because we weren't doing our job. And then where are we going to go from there? Oh, I need food. I need rent money. I need this. So where are you going to go? You're going to go to the church, right? Oh, I need this. And you're going to look for this handout, and it actually is something that you brought on yourself because you weren't doing what God called you to do. You know, and I think there's times we all fall into that. Uh, the book of Proverbs, I mean, you spend time in Proverbs. Proverbs has no qualms about telling people they're lazy and tells you what a lazy person does. I mean, Proverbs uh, 20, verse 4 says this, The slacker does not plow during planting season at harvest time. He looks and there is nothing and goes on in Proverbs 6, verse 9 through 11. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, and your poverty will come like a robber, your need like a bandit. In Proverbs 24, it talks about being industrious with the time and don't waste your actual time. And the book of Proverbs talks a lot about it and, and realize that Someone who is lazy, they're indifferent, there's something about them, they're neglectful, they're careless, they're insensitive to what's going on around them or what other people are saying, because someone who's lazy is worried about three people, me, myself, and I. Because the lazy part, that's who you're worried about. You're worried about me, I'm worried about me, myself, and I. I'm not worried about anyone else, I'm not worried about how the job gets done, I'm just worried about me in my present circumstances. See, someone who's lazy doesn't look ahead, doesn't look down the road to the future and say, hey, I need to plan for this, or I need to do this. They're worried about the here and now. What do I need right now? That's all I care about. And once they get that need, guess what? They go on until they need something else. And then that's all they worry about. And all of a sudden it's, oh, well, uh, I need some money to pay rent. It's the 30th of the month. I need money to pay rent. Let's do a GoFundMe page. You know, and it's sad because that's what you actually see out there. Instead of playing ahead and doing it, I think a lazy person, like I said, they're short-sighted. They're not looking at the future. And even God has things to say about laziness. Uh, God regards laziness as selfishness and rebellion against him because he commands us to be fruitful and diligent. So if we're not being fruitful in what we do, if we're not being diligent in the tasks that we're given each and every day, we're going against what God designed us for. We're going against what God wants us to do, so therefore we need to look at our life and say, where am I failing God? What am I doing and where can I go forward? And realize that that our inactivity or lack of enthusiasm is a gross violation of what God's called us to do. God has called every one of us, as it says in Ephesians 4.1, to walk worthy of the calling you have received. Each one of us has received a calling from God, and it's up to us to actually do it. Someone else isn't going to do what, you, what he wants you to do. We've got to do what God called us to do. And guess what? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you may carry more of a burden or a load than somebody else. God trusts you to do that. But a lot of times we'll get, well, how come I got to do this and John don't have to do it? We're both Christ followers. 
How come I got to get up here and preach every weekend? John, I think you need to come and preach every weekend. I like it. You don't want that. Are you being lazy? No, I just don't. But the realization is we've got to go with what we're called to do. Each of us has a calling. And wherever we work, whatever we do, we need to work as to working for the Lord. We need to take pride in what we're doing for Jesus. Not pride in our own accomplishments, but pride that Jesus gave us the ability to do what we do and gave us the drive to actually move forward and do it. He doesn't give us the drive to be lazy. He doesn't give us the drive to be mediocre. We should be above everybody else, not in looking down on people, but in our work ethic, in the things that we do. You think about that. If you're washing dish, dishes for Jesus, how clean are them dishes going to be? They're going to be clean, right? So anything you do, if you do it unto the Lord, you're going to take pride in doing that. You're not going to get lazy. You're not going to worry about the person next to you. You're going to do what you're called to do. And I think that's where we, even as Christ followers, fall short. Because of that whole, man, I can't believe they get away with this. You ever notice the worst workers get away with the most? And the best workers get given the most work? And you're sitting there going, Jesus, I love you, but if I do all this really good, they're going to give me more work to do. And meanwhile, this sluggard over here ain't going to have to do nothing and still get paid. You know, so we start, you know, believe it or not, aren't you kind of lusting or envying the slacker? And they got the same thing I got, and they didn't have to work hard. I just need, I want what they have. Isn't that like envy and greed? And you're knocking yourself down that ladder that God called you to be on. You're, you're, you're taking less than what God calls. Well, I, I, I can get it, God, but I don't have to work that hard. I can be like the people in the world, but I'm going to come to church on Sunday, Jesus. Does that count? No. We, t- we should be an example every place we go. Now, I think there is consequences to being lazy. Basically, you know, you reap what you sow. We all know that. So if you're lazy, are you actually sowing anything? No. So what are you going to reap? Nothing. When the harvest comes, there's not going to be a harvest. So, so you, you reap what you sow, which is very basic. Everyone knows about that. But I think there's other things. I think being lazy creates problems in your life. It'll create problems. You, you think about it, a lazy worker has problems at work. They probably have problems at home also. And on top of that, they probably have problems in every area of their life because they're lazy. You know, if, if you're lazy at work and you're lazy at home and you happen to be married, I guarantee there's problems inside the household. Because I guarantee you're being told you're lazy. Because I know if I was lazy at home, Miss Patty would tell me I'm lazy. She'd be like, you need to get up off that Xbox and do some work. <laughs> You need to get up off that couch. You need to do some work. So I know I'm going to be called out, so it brings problems into your life. And, of course, if you have problems in your life, what's going to happen next? You're actually going to have pressure. You're going to have this undue pressure on you that's always um, experiencing stress. And if you're lazy, you're going to have pressure and stress in your finances. You're going to have on the home with your significant other. Maybe you're going to have stress with your kids. You're going to have stress with your landlord, whoever it may be, because if you're, 
If you're being lazy and you got problems in your life, you're going to have pressure. And you're going to have stress. And is there anyone in here right now who wants more stress in their life? Definitely not. We get enough stress just by doing what we're supposed to be doing, but then add laziness to it and you get all this extra stress on your life. Uh, I think it can bring, bring pain, you know, kind of a different kind of pain. Yes, you're going to get pain from the people around you. But at the same time, I think laziness can actually lead to health pains. You, you think about if you're lazy, so you're not going to watch your diet, you're not going to watch what you eat or drink or maybe exercise or anything like that. It's going to bring some pain to your body on top of it. You, you may be physically ill. You, you may end up with all kinds of different things. Um, and eventually, I think it's not only physically, but I think you're going to get emotional pain and you're going to have spiritual suffering along with it. So it's going to bring pain into your life of being lazy. The, the same thing, like I said, you know, maybe in your life, but if you're too lazy to read God's Word, if you're too lazy to attend church or, or dig deeper and take this uh, time to really study God's Word, I think spiritually you're going to have problems. There's going to be pain there also. Um, and it's a perfect way for Satan to attack you. When, when you're being lazy and you don't want to know what God's Word says, you know, how are you going to defend yourself against Satan? You're going to have a hard time with it. Of course, everyone can probably say laziness, uh, lazy people experience poverty. Because if you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't work, you don't get paid. So you're probably going to have problems uh, facing your future. Um, and, and I like what it says here. A lazy person becomes a busy body. Y'all know some busy bodies, right? You know, people who are more into your business than their own? You know people like that, right? They, they got none of their own business going on, so they want to be all in your business. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? I ain't working. I got nothing better to do. What you doing? And they're going to be all up in what you're doing. And, and, and then they're going to point out where you're being lazy. Oh, I can't believe you did that. Man, you ain't even working. Get out of my business. But they'll point out your flaws because they got nothing else to do, and, and it becomes their job to tell everyone else what they're not doing, even though they're not doing anything themselves. But that becomes their full-time job. Anyone know some people like that? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. You're looking like, really? You ain't got no, nothing better on your hands to do than be in my business. And you try and, you know, lock the doors and kick them out and... and they still find a way to find out what you're doing. They're more worried about everyone else than themselves. And I think that's where it comes down as Christ followers that we need to go above and beyond. Go above and beyond on what you're called to do, whether it's your job, school, whatever you're doing. Go above and beyond so then that busybody ain't got no business to get into. They can't point out, and if anything, they're going to look at you and be like, nah, uh I ain't, no, they got way too much. You're doing too much. Uh, I'm going to go over here to this person that's a little lazy. And I'm going to be a busybody in their life and actually help to get you away from them. And I think there's a cure for laziness. And here you go. The first one, very obvious. The first cure for laziness is get up. Get up. There's a video about where there's 
military officer saying, you want to have a better day, get up and make your bed. But the first thing is get up. Get up and move. You got to get up and do something. Proverbs 6, 6 says this, go to the ant, you slacker, observe its ways and become wise. Has anyone ever sat there and just watched ants? Man, they're some workers, aren't they? They're working, they're communicating with each other, they're they're building, they're providing for the future. They do all this stuff. And, you know, as kids, all we did was magnifying glass and tried to set them on fire and burn them. So go watch the ant. Okay, I'm going to set it on fire. But the realization of how hard they work, we can learn something from the ant. And you're sitting there thinking, you know, how many times you've read that verse and been like, this makes no sense. But then actually watching the ant work. I mean, I remember when my kids were growing up, you know, we had ant farms, so we had the glass so you could see the tunnels and everything. I mean, they work. They are always on the move. They're always doing something. So we need to get up and and, and look at someone who's not lazy. Look at their work ethic. Look at an ant. The, the, The second thing is go to work. Verse 10 here today, it said, if anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. So get up, get up, go to work. Pretty simple, right? You're like, man, that makes perfect sense. Wow, why didn't I think of it? Because you're lazy. That's why you didn't think of it, because you're lazy. Uh, Third thing is, and finally is prescription for laziness is to actually work diligently. Actually do your job that you're paid to do. Uh, Colossians 3, 23 through 24, the Apostle Paul says this, Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. That's the approach we should take. As Christ followers, that's how we should take the approach to our job. And some of you are sitting there saying, Pastor, you don't know the people I work with. Guess what? I worked for many, many years. 18 years in warehousing at Winn-Dixie, Velda Farms, other warehousing industry. Let me tell you, I can tell you about some lazy people. I can tell you about lazy people. Even worked in, in another ministry for a while. I can tell you about some lazy people. Because you see it all the time. And, and it's crazy that when you work in, a, in an environment that's like a, a ministry or something like that, and you actually see people who call themselves Christians who are lazy, and you're like, man, where do you go to church? What Jesus are you following? I need some of that Jesus. I need to be able to take some time off. And it just, it blows my mind that we forget we're to work as we're working into the Lord. The Lord is our boss. If he is the Savior, if he is the Lord of your life, that's who you're doing it for. You're not doing it for your boss. You're not doing it for someone else. So no matter what your circumstances, no matter what discomfort may be around you, we need to make a difference in everything that we do. Be different than the world. Be different than your coworker. Be different in everything you do. And do your best and work hard. Do your best in everything that you do. In other words, take pride in your work. And you may, oh, pastor, I can't take pride. That's a bad church word. No, you can take pride in your work. Take pride in your relationship with Jesus. Take pride in what you do each and every day. And when you're done at the end of the day, be able to look back and go, man, 
That was a good day. You know, it's one thing people who do construction for a living, they can look back and see, man, that's a great brick wall I just built. Man, that is amazing what I just did. And when you work with your hands, say you're a carpenter, you can be like, man, that is gorgeous. But you know what? If you do accounting for a living, you can say, that's a good job. Whatever you do, you can say, hey, I did a good, this was an outstanding job. I found that two cents that's been missing for a month. (laughs) Whatever it may be, but you take that time and take pride in your work just as you take pride in being a follower of Jesus Christ. Be different than the world called us to be. be. Be who he calls us to be. Ultimately, like this, you, you know each one of us leave a legacy. Each one of us leaves a legacy behind us. What type of legacy does a lazy person leave or leave behind them? Probably one that a whole lot of people aren't going to follow. They're going to be, man, he was lazy. That's what they're going to remember. At your funeral, they're going to talk about you lazy and you were late for your own funeral. Okay? Because lazy people don't leave a legacy. There's not a whole lot to talk about. I want people to be able to talk about a legacy that I left for Jesus. That I had good work ethic. That I I did everything with the utmost. That you could tell what I did, I did for the Lord and not for people. I don't ever want to be accused of being lazy. Now, I will admit, I'm going to tell you, I get home from work. I'm out here at the church. I get home from work, and Patty will tell you, I get home, I change, I sit on the couch, and the first thing I do is turn on my Xbox. So now I'm, yeah, y'all in school going, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Get home from school, turn on my Xbox. So I get home, I turn on my Xbox, I, I, I I play modern warfare, so yes, I I relax by shooting people and blowing things up. Believe it or not, that's stress relief for me. (laughs) And and then from there, I I turn it off, and and I watch the great TV shows, you know, Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, you know, Life Below Zero, you know, the real important things in life. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched the news because I refused to watch it. You know, I, so, so that's my day. So if you came over, you'd be like, man, pastor, you're lazy. But, but then for those who know me, like I said earlier, what did I do that day while I was here? Man, I probably painted a room, pulled some carpet, did, did something, you know, out there digging holes in the back to find the, the hole in the, in the uh, main water coming in, you know, being right out there. You know, I, I thank the other people, but just so you know, I was out there digging too. Uh, I think it's funny when I was out there doing sprinklers that, you know, people come by and they're like, oh, hey, hey what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing sprinklers. And then I introduce myself. Hey, by the way, I'm Pastor Ken. They're like, huh? You're out here digging holes in the middle of the day and you're the pastor? Yeah, guess what? Because I'm working for the Lord. I'm not going to be lazy. But now when I get home, I'm resting. I'm going to relax. I'm going to be lazy. On my days off, can I be lazy? Yes, I can. College football is back. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but brown box is ruining my college game day. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry it's ruining my college game day, but, but at the same time, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be where the Lord calls me to be. College game day can wait. I can watch the games later. You know, I, I'm going to do what God called me to do first. I, I could easily be lazy and stay home and watch it, but I'm going to do what God called me to do. 
And in everything I do, I'm going to do what God called me to do. Whether it's working, whether it's giving, time, money, whatever God calls me to do, I'm going to go above and beyond because that's what we're called to do as Christians. That's what our calling is. And unfortunately, each one of us can be lazy. And I guarantee if I asked you right now, and don't look at the person sitting next to you, y'all know someone who's lazy? Mm-hmm. Every one of us do. Every one of us, there's someone in our mind thinking, man, they need to hear this sermon. Man, I am sending this sermon to somebody. They may just get the audio, but someone, I know someone who needs to hear this sermon because they're lazy. You ever consider yourself lazy? Yeah. You ever consider yourself lazy in doing what God calls you to do? Yeah. Why? Because we get caught up thinking someone else can do it. Or we get caught up thinking, well, it's someone else's job, or, well, I know they're not doing it, so why should I do it? Don't compare yourself to another human being. Compare yourself to what Jesus calls you to be. Don't get caught up being lazy, because we all know someone who's lazy. We, we know that person. We know that person who's all up in our business. We all know that person who is just looking for a handout. And you know, it's interesting when we do the brown box. I know there's people that come up that do not need the food or the clothes that we give out. I, hands down, I know it. I know the clothes that they're taking, they're sending someplace else, or they're selling it and everything else. But, but here's the thing. It's not my job. It's not my job. They come up, guess what? I'm going to give them food. I'm going to give them clothes. What they do with it is between them and God. The reality is, I did what God called me to do. Fed the hungry, clothed the naked. That's my job. So guess what? That's what I'm going to do. God calls me to give a tithe. I'm going to give my tithe. I'm not going to worry about what anyone else does. That's between them and God. But I'm going to be obedient for what I can do. And if all of us were obedient for what each of us could do, imagine the impact we could have on the kingdom of God. The impact would be so large just by each of us doing what we're called to do. But man, we get caught like the world, don't we? Well, Pastor, my bills are a little tough this week. I, I, I'll save my time. I'll give extra next week. Next week never happens. Well, you know, uh, I, I, got, I just didn't feel like getting up this morning, so I'm joining uh, now, don't take this wrong, church online. I'm not picking on all of y'all, but some of y'all. I didn't feel like coming to church today. I'm a little lazy. I kind of like just being in my pajamas and having a cup of coffee. I'm here to tell you, I would love to have a Sunday morning where I could just be in my pajamas and have a cup of coffee and not have to come to church. But I don't think y'all would want that video <laughs> of me preaching from my sofa in my pajamas and a cup of coffee. Okay, I'd love to be able to do that, but I know I can't because why? God called me to do this. I'm going to do what the Lord called me to do, and most times I'm going to go above and beyond because I want to be above reproach. I want people to know, man, he's a follower of Jesus. He's doing what God called him to do. He's walking that path. I'm not worried about what other people think, what other people say. I'm going to be biblically correct in everything that I do. 
I've said it before, I'm not worried about what society thinks. I'm not worried about what politics thinks. I worry about what God thinks and what God says. And if God thinks I'm lazy, I'm in trouble. If God thinks I'm lazy, I'm in trouble because that means I need to do that much more. And and trust me, I never want to be accused of being lazy. And my prayer is that none of you ever want to be accused of being lazy. And I like what Paul said. I'm sorry, I can't pass it up. Don't associate with him so that he may be ashamed, yet don't consider him an enemy, but warn him as a brother. People who are lazy, if all of a sudden you stop associating with them, you know they're going to feel it, right? All of a sudden they're going to be like, hey, pastor, how come you ain't talking to me anymore? Because you lazy. How come you... People will get ashamed because all of a sudden, guess what? They're not getting the attention. They're not getting the attention. It's going to start hitting. Holy Spirit's going to start convicting them of what they're not doing, what they should be doing, or if they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing, you know, let God deal with them. But at the same time, when they come up and ask, hey, what's going on with this relationship? Be open and honest. Whatever it is they're doing, if it's laziness, if it's lustfulness, envy, greed, whatever sin they're falling into, let them know about it in love. Be kind. Do it with love the same way Jesus would do it because we're all called to be like Jesus. Because when it, in the end, every one of us want to hear the same words that Jesus said in the parable. Well done my good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear. If you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, what's that mean? You got to do what God called you to do. You need to get up. You need to go to work. You need to do what he called you to do, and you live your life according to what he wants you to do. Stop being lazy. Laziness just isn't about work. Laziness is about the life and what we do. Are you lazy with what God has called you to do or what his word calls us to do? Let me say that again. What his word calls us to do. Are you lazy doing what his word calls us to do? Some of us are. We think of laziness just at work. But if we're not being obedient to what God calls us to do, we're being lazy. And the last thing I want to hear is depart from me, I do not know you. But Lord, I did all this in your name. Depart from me, I did not know you. Scariest verse in the Bible. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Be a good and faithful servant. Remember, laziness isn't always being unwilling to work. Laziness can also be failing to work on what really matters. And what really matters is telling people the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what really matters. Don't get lazy about telling people the gospel. Someone was not lazy when they told you about Jesus. Don't be lazy telling other people about Jesus. Be open and honest with who you are, what you've done, And glorify him in all that you do. You know, you may say, well, pastor, that's your job. Uh, No, it says go and make disciples of all nations. Guess what? That's everybody's job. 
Because the reality is, during the course of a week, I guarantee y'all see more people than I do. Think about it. Y'all, I'm at a church. There's one other employee here. And then I get to see people on Sunday or like Saturday at Brown Box. During the course of a week, each of you see more people than I do. Think about that. So who has a better chance of telling people the gospel? Y'all. And yet, you don't need to be a theologian. You can just say, hey, you know what? I, I can't explain it. Here, here's an invite card. Just come to my church. My pastor explain it to you. That's okay. You can do that too. The reality is we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. So, so, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Man, pastor, I, I can't do that. These people know my past. Well, that's okay. Let them know your future. Because my future now is different than the future I had in the past. And the past life I lived is a whole lot different than the life I live now. And God's word tells us that God loved us enough that he sent his son to die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. So Jesus, knowing you, knowing how messed up you were going to be, knowing how jacked up you were going to be, loved you enough to still go die on a cross. Think about that. Every sin you've ever committed, he went to the cross for. Every sin you're ever going to commit in the future, he went to the cross for. So if you're waiting and saying, man, I got to get my act together before he'll accept me, guess what? He accepts you right where you are. The difference is when we accept him right where we are, he then changes our future. He changes the way we talk, the way we act, the way we look. Everything about us begins to change because we start to dig into his word and start to be obedient to what God's word calls us to be. That's when the change begins to happen. So I want to encourage you, if, if yours is, hey, pastor, I, I haven't accepted Jesus, and, and maybe you're lazy. Maybe you're waiting for the right day. Well, you know, I'm lazy, and maybe tomorrow I can accept Jesus. God's Word says today is the day of salvation. You can lock it down today and know for, for sure that if something happened to you this evening, that you would spend eternity with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Hey, he could come back tomorrow. Don't quit your job. Ah, Jesus is coming back. I can quit my job now. You know, I think about Jesus knew he was going to die tomorrow. And what did he do? He washed his disciples' feet. So many of us say, oh, if I knew I was going to die tomorrow, I'm partying. Jesus washed the disciples' feet the night before he died. Let's wash some people's feet. Amen? So I just want to encourage you. Uh, during our final song, there'll be some prayer partners up here. If you've never accepted Jesus, I encourage you, come on up, and, and they'll talk with you, pray with you and for you, and you can lock it down today and know where you're going to spend your eternity. But at the same time, maybe you're out there and saying, man, Pastor, I'm lazy. I'm one of them people. Oh, my God, I didn't realize I was lazy. Same thing. They'll, they'll be up here. They'll be more than happy to pray with you and for you. But don't leave here today either not knowing Jesus or being lazy. 
Don't be lazy. Be different and have people go, man, what happened to you? Jesus is what happened to me. Amen. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. And, and Lord, we unfortunately, each one of us at some time in our life is lazy. And Lord, we know lazy people can be lazy, but Lord, the reality is busy people can be lazy also. Some people are busy just being in other people's business because of their laziness. So Lord, I ask that you be with us and Lord, convict us where we're being lazy in our life. Lord, we may think we're going wide open all the time for you, but I guarantee there's a bit of laziness in us that Lord that can lead us to that sin lead us to the sin of lust or envy and greed so Lord open up our eyes so that we can see what it is you want us to see open our hearts so that we may receive what you want us to receive and Lord may we do everything as to working unto you like the old what would Jesus do well, what would you think of what I'm doing? So, Lord, may we glorify you in all that we do. And, Lord, I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.